And welcome to the This Not That podcast brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. And in this episode, we're going to go deep into one of probably the easiest ways to get a crowd-pleasing meal on the table. Um, not fast, but, but easy. And that's your slow cooker, right? I mean, who doesn't love the slow cooker? And here in the Northeast where we are, uh, it's, it's definitely fall. Yeah, we're getting it's like ready to slow turn back the clock. Season. And it's slow cooker season, right? <laughs> exactly. And what, what is your favorite thing about cooking in a slow cooker? The, uh, well, there's many things, but the way it makes my apartment smell <laughs> like all I, I, day long. If you ask nine yeah. out of ten people, I, I I will bet you money that yeah. nine out of ten people would say, have the same answer, right? Yeah, and it's so easy. I love the 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 way, like when I cook chicken thighs, they just mm. fall off the bone. They're so tender. Or pork, make pulled pork, like it's unbelievable. There's no other way that I personally could make it that easy right. and that tender it's, it's fantastic and, and especially like there's there's this so definitely the sense the way it fills the house because mm-hmm. like low and slow all day long it just fills your house with those scents and dinner and just it's just mouth-watering for an entire day and look if and there's the convenience factor right yep. if you are on the go all day long maybe uh no one's home all day it's it's a very you know get everything set low heat all day long, what is better than walking in your front door or your back door, however you come home, getting hit immediately with the scent of dinner and know that it's ready? Yeah. Like there's no yeah. there's no prep. There's no getting it. Like how many pots in this and that and who's cooking what and who's... Pro- no, just get a ladle and like or a fork or whatever it is that you're dishing out. Get a plate and a bowl and bang, dinner is on yeah. the table. It That's, drives my poor dog crazy though. Yeah, he's, right? He's part beagle. His nose is amazing. So that thing is cooking for like eight hours. The meat right. is driving him he crazy. He knows when the neighbors have a slow cooker going, <laughs> yeah, let exactly. alone when it's in, in, in his own house. Exactly. Um, but... Th- you know, the, the, the benefit of the slow cooker, the convenience is also kind of the challenge of the slow cooker, uh, as we're going to see here in this episode, because, you know, because it's so easy, because it's so convenient, there are a lot of mistakes that are easy to make. And it's, it's you know, look, few, few cooking tools are as convenient and versatile as your slow cooker, especially if you don't have hours to spend, you know, stirring over the stove, like we talked about. And, you know, what's better than throwing a bunch of ingredients in a one pot and just turning it on and letting it go and then dishing it out later. That said, there are a few things that you have to know about using a slow cooker. And and these are the kinds of things that, you know, they're not going to completely destroy your meal at the end of the day. But if you pay attention to them and if you, you fix them and make these small kind of adjustments, it gets that much better. And, and we're not talking like major things that all of a sudden don't make this a convenience. It's still a super convenience. It's just the timing of things and, and what to use and what not to use and, and what to cook and what not to cook. So, you know, hopefully these things really help you up your slow cooker game it, because a little bit, this is, this is an example of where a little bit can really go a long way, yeah, right? Yeah, makes a big difference in the end. Yeah. So let's, let's dive in. Let's, let's, let's get fast with the slow cooker. Let's get fast with the slow cooker. Of course. Well, a lot of people might think that slow cookers are really only just for soups and stews. And like um, the chili is one of the the main things mm-hmm. I actually make in my slow cooker. So they're fantastic to make these things, but there's so much more they can do. Just like you said, they're mm-hmm. extremely versatile, like roasts, ham, casseroles, meatloaf. You can even do desserts, cakes, right. souffles, custards. I mean, there are so many things. So if your slow cooker is just your go-to tool for one or two things. Why not just expand and just try different recipes? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and a lot of people don't think about this. And, and I, I, I came across this and, and it's really a lifesaver, especially at the holiday time, like Christmas time. Uh, we have everybody at our house. And uh, you don't think about the slow cooker for breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. You think about it for dinner. Like get it ready in the morning, let it go all day. Uh, oatmeal. 
Oh, wow. Or, yeah. or like kind of like a French toast bake almost. Oh, in, yeah. So you set it overnight, overnight and let it go overnight. And in the morning, as soon as everybody is up, you don't have to worry about like the chaos of like who's opening what and where are we sitting and we, breakfast is ready. It's hot. It smells. You come down the stairs and it smells like cinnamony and just oh, delicious and ready to go. And then all you got to do is make the pot of coffee. And if you have like an automatic coffee pot, then you really <laughs> you don't have to do anything. <laughs> do nothing when else you come in the downstairs morning. in the morning. So really, you know, I think that's the thing. That, that was my biggest challenge is I used to use it for chili all mm-hmm. the time. I uh, started using it for like things like chicken cacciatore or something like that. Uh, soups, obviously. But to think about pulled pork and some of those other things, you know, you can really expand your horizons and, and you know, not really go out of your way to do so. And, you know, explore the options. Think about different meals. Like think about, look at the different breakfast options. Obviously, oatmeal is one and the French toast kind of bakes and those kinds of things. But, you know, just simply, you know, look around, find a, find a slow cooker cookbook or just Google or check out Eat This, Not That. There's tons and tons on eatthis.com. There are tons of, of slow cooker tips and recipes there. So really expand your horizons, get the most out of it. Um, another thing that, that is a common mistake, definitely one that I have, have made in the past, is that you're probably using too much liquid when you're cooking in the slow cooker. And this is one of the most common slow cooker mistakes because unless you're making a soup or stew, you really don't need extra liquid. Because if you add liquid to every recipe, you probably end up with too much leftover once the cooking time is up. Why? Because it's low and slow heat, so there's no evaporation, right? It's mm-hmm. not like cooking on the stovetop where you're, you're going to lose a lot of that that moisture and that liquid to evaporation or steam. Um, so all, you know, and also all the water that's in the ingredients is cooking down into there. So yeah. there's there's water coming in that way as well. Veg, you know, whether it's veggies, meat, or poultry, it doesn't matter. It's all going to seep into the crock pot. So what you want to do is actually start with less liquid than you think. Like maybe cut it by a third to start and kind of play with it a little bit. But you know, don't go. F- all in, think that you need to kind of put the liquid in there, otherwise things are going to dry out. That's not going to be the case in something like the slow cooker. Yeah, that's something I've learned recently, too. I make this great um, chicken recipe, and you kind of have onions and garlic, Mm -hmm. and you just put a little bit of coconut aminos, which is a great healthy alternative Mm -hmm. to soy sauce. I said garlic, but I'm going to say it again because I love garlic. (laughs) Um, And just a few ingredients, and then you layer the chicken thighs, and I'm like, well, where's where's all the liquid? By the end of it, the vegetables and the chicken, there's so much liquid in that pot, and it's it's fantastic. It's exactly what you need. Yep, perfect. Perfect. It's, all, it's like, and you want to be careful because uh, texture is, an, is a real easy thing to, to kind of screw up. Uh-huh. And with too much liquid, like that's the kind of thing where, you know, the, and again, it's not going to crush your meal. But if the meal's just a little too mushy, soggy, mushy, you know, it, 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 the flavors will be there, but the texture won't be. So by, by cutting some of that liquid, you're going to get a better texture. And, and that's where a little bit goes a long way. Exactly. The next one I'm definitely guilty Everyone, of. <laughs> everyone, everyone does this. I can't help myself. Um, don't lift the lid. I know it's so tempting to peek. I mean, it's it's sitting there for hours. It smells so good. You just want a little peek, but you got to resist that urge to lift up the lid because, you know, it's a slow cooker. It right. takes its time. But when you lift it up or you sneak a sniff or a peek, you're just letting that valuable heat escape. And then your cooking time is going to, you know, extend. You're going to have right. to cook it longer. So just... Be patient, and then you can reap the benefits of... And also, what are you checking yeah. on? It's I don't like, know, it's slow, but I have like, to do nothing's it. Nothing's burning. Like, <laughs> but not, I just get really, excited. I just, think I just get excited. You just like, want oh, an yeah. extra, extra kind of <laughs> yeah. like whiff of the goodness, right? You yeah. want like full force, like waft of whatever it is you're cooking. Yeah. And uh, I think it's one of those things like, like, a, like I'm like a child. Like I know I'm not right. supposed to do it, but like I really want to anyway. I would yeah. do it to like... <laughs> I, I've, I felt compelled to stir something. Yeah. Right? Like I so I'd lift a lid and like, oh, I got to stir this. But it's like really, you know... You don't need to. 
don't need to you don't need to stir it. Let, let leave the, the lid alone. Let it do its thing. Leave, yeah. leave the lid on until like you get to that last, you know, forty five minutes or so because then it's like kind of done its job and, right. and the heat's built up enough and maybe a quick peak won't won't hurt so bad. But don't do it early. Don't do it often exactly. for sure. Um, another thing that is easy to kind of mix up and and again something we're all guilty of using uncooked pasta or rice. And look, the the slow cooker is a very versatile cooking tool. However, some ingredients like pasta and rice are best cooked separately. Part of the reason is because, as we said, you want to cut down on liquid mm-hmm. in there, right? So there's not enough liquid to, to really kind of cook those things through. And also, like we just talked about just now, um, because it's a slow cooker, it takes a lot of time to build that heat up. So it doesn't really get hot enough, right? You're not going to get that boiling water to cook those things effectively. The, the slow cooker is not going to get that done for you. So instead, cook them separately and then add the pasta and rice to your slow cooker at the end of the cook time. So if you're doing like I've done, like I said, uh, chicken cacciatore is, is something that I've done in, in the slow cooker. You know, don't try and put it all in and make make it one pot chicken cat with including the pasta get the vegetables get the chicken in there get the sauce in there let that go and then you know when you do come home i mean it's not hard to boil a pot of water and cook pasta for 10 minutes you know maybe and and maybe you want to cut the time on the cooking short and then put it in and let it Mm kind of seep in there for for that last half hour or something like that to finish off but don't just put dry pasta or rice in there that's not going to turn out well no not at all not gonna work (laughs) no Another thing that's um, easy to add too soon is herbs, like fresh herbs, because when food simmers for a long time, the flavors soften and they mellow out, and some herbs aren't strong enough Mm -hmm. to withstand that heat for all those hours. So, like, soft herbs like parsley and chives, they just will break down and the the flavors won't be there. On the other hand, if you have hearty herbs like rosemary or thyme or even bay leaves— you can add those at the beginning and they'll carry through with the mm-hmm. flavor. So just wait till the end, like you said, maybe 45 minutes before yep. or even even right before you're serving to add that freshness with just, you know, a pop of herbs. I think that's the thing that, and, and look, I've done this and and have to, up until this moment, actually, yeah. until, until, until <laughs> right hearing now. about it just now. <laughs> um, because again, it's it's that convenience of thinking like, okay, everything goes in the pot and the, and the earlier I get those herbs in, like all the flavors just kind of like do their, th- that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Little did I know that there's no magic happening. I'm actually kind of cooking out the flavor. And more importantly, like you said, that freshness, the scent of mm-hmm. it is what really kind of gets tamped down. And that's such a plays such a big role in how we taste and how things, uh, the flavors, you know, that's part of the yeah. experience. So, you know, you just kind of water that experience down. So definitely, you know, be careful with the herbs. I will now start to add them in the last hour of cooking myself. When you're allowed um, to peak when as I'm, well. <laughs> that's right. When, when <laughs> I'm allowed whammy. to lift the lid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's, that's, that's a big one. And, and again, one of those things that you probably don't think of, but going to have a huge impact on, on the meal, whatever you're cooking. And, you know, look, in line with that and everything else that we've talked about, don't add all of the ingredients at once. Guilty as charged. Done this almost every time. I've used the slow cooker probably. And look, this is a hard one because, because again, it's the convenience. It's it's like, I just dump it all in, let it go all day, and, and we're good. However, if you throw a handful of ingredients in the slow cooker and come home several hours later expecting a ready-to-serve meal, you might be a little bit disappointed. Uh, instead, think about layering the, gre- the ingredients over time, especially because things have different kind of cook times. And as you said, like with the herbs, you know, there are some that are hardier than mm-hmm. others. Uh, same thing with like vegetables, vegetables right? Yeah. Um, there, are, there are ones, you know, that will cook a lot faster than some 
some of the hardier like root vegetables you want to get in on the early side. Other things like mushrooms and asparagus and softer ones like don't need as much time. So if you can stagger, if you can layer those ingredients, you're going to have, again, it gets back to something we, we mentioned earlier, texture, mm-hmm. right? That mouthfeel, the crunch, some things you want to kind of hold on to that crunchiness and that texture and that freshness, if you will, because um, you don't want to cook out the flavor and, and, and the scent. Yeah, you just don't want a big bowl of mush at the end of it. Right. Well, look, speaking of delicious texture and foods, you know, we've talked about Bob's Red Mill and, and how wonderful all their ingredients are. And, and, you know, they play an important role in, in my house at home, in my pantry, and almost everything that I cook because I'm a big fan of just wholesome ingredients and also just brands that I can trust. And, you know, what you put in your body is so important, which is why we're so thankful that companies like Bob's Red Mill produce quality products that we can stand behind. Head to bobsredmill.com to shop and explore their huge range of products and get inspiration from hundreds. Literally, there are hundreds of recipes and they're all delicious and will want to make you dive into your kitchen right away. Uh, Bob's Red Mill makes it possible to eat healthy and cook delicious food. The employee-owned company has been offering organic, gluten-free, and stone ground products for decades. Every product is of the highest quality and is minimally processed from their stone mill in Oregon to your table. With Bob's Red Mill, you're not just getting quality, you're getting flavor-packed, healthy food that actually tastes amazing. You can stock up on gluten-free, paleo, and vegan products from oats to flowers and meals for a healthy family and a happy heart. Bob's Red Mill reminding you to eat wisely. You're irreplaceable. Visit bobsredmill.com today. All right, back to the list of things you should not be doing with your slow cooker. This is a bad one for me. I've... I've, this is like forehead slap. In my hair. <laughs> well, you probably had really dry chicken, yeah. but don't use your slow cooker to cook chicken breasts. I mean, in general, the this team we love, you know, skinless chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. It's so versatile, low calorie, high protein, all of all of the good things. However, the cut of meat is so lean that it cooks really quickly. Like, there's no need to put chicken breasts in your slow cooker. So. We're guilty of that. Everyone in this room is guilty of that, of course. So it's going to dry out the meat. The texture is not going to be there. So definitely just look for chicken thighs or chicken legs. They work much better. And I, it's all I use is is chicken thighs when I when I cook chicken in the slow cooker. And actually, if you if you take the skin off, it's a tiny bit more caloric, but it tastes a lot better. It's often cheaper at the store to buy. That's key. And it's higher in like iron, zinc, mm-hmm. a lot of vitamins. And for just a little tiny calorie increase, it's totally worth it. And 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 look, and, and the other thing, you know, with what you're saying, you know, this is it's it's also not a time that you have to really worry about like the fat and all those kinds of things mm-hmm. because there's other stuff in there, right? Yeah. It's 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 part of the kind of concert of ingredients that happens in a slow cooker. It's not just like, you know, two big chicken legs on a plate with like a little serving of vegetables, like you're cooking something that's, that has all that stuff in there. And I've definitely made the chicken breast mistake, I, I, you know, because I would do, you know, chicken cacciatore is like an easy kind of one pot meal for, mm-hmm. for a family. And I thought to myself, like, why not just, why am I not doing this in the slow cooker? Like, why am I like getting the pot and like getting everything going? So I was just like, I would uh, cut up the, you know, the chicken breast into bite-sized chunks and just put, and just put it all in there, which, you know, and then to your now point, you know. I was like, oh, why is this chicken so tough? So like, tough yeah. this, doesn't, this doesn't work well at all. Yeah, the first time I did, I did both in the same slow cooker. I did thighs and breasts, and there, there was a vast difference. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, I'm only eating these pieces, but totally worth it. Uh, and, and also, you know, when you're cooking with a slow cooker, you don't need all the butter and oil and right. everything else, all those added fats to cook that right, way. Right, the liquid so, is there, right? Exactly. The moisture is there. You just got to take advantage so, of it. Yeah. 
And and look, another thing that that you know, like chicken breasts, that you have to be really careful of is uh, veggies. Right, you, yep. few things wreck a dish like mushy, flavorless veggies, and to avoid this, cut hearty vegetables like onions and carrots into bigger chunks than you normally would, and and add the the more delicate vegetables, if you will, like spinach, uh, mushrooms, the softer ones. Add them towards the end and let them kind of wilt and just kind of do what they need to do. But those hardier ones, like you know, still go bigger chunks because otherwise it'll cook down too fast, mm-hmm. and nobody wants mushy carrots in there. Nope. Unless you're unless it's for a baby, then maybe you know <laughs> baby <or>. food. <laughs> Uh, This one might be pretty self-explanatory, but don't overfill the pot. Like resist the urge to stuff it to the gills with as many ingredients as possible. Leave at least one inch of space at the top in case it bubbles over, but also so you get some airflow in there circulating around. And so if you're, you know, like we mentioned before, you could do hams and roasts and Mm -hmm. bigger items. If they don't all fit in the slow cooker, just cut off a chunk, stick it in the freezer, and then cook it later. So don't just jam. Don't just, just jam, jam it, it in, in like sitting on the top of the yeah. pot, like stuff it in. No, not saying not I've ever work. done that, but <laughs> yeah. I probably know somebody who has. <laughs> yeah, asking for a friend, right? Um, but no, it's like, and it's that's the thing. It's like you would never think about like like cutting it down and just and also it's like look, that's you know cooking like you said, like it needs it needs it needs air. Like cooking mm-hmm. is is science more yes. than more than anything else. Um, and if it doesn't have the right ratio and and kind of you let those things do what they need to do and air is so vital when it comes to like the slow cooker and the heat and how everything plays together. I've definitely done this. I've definitely got it like, oh, that's a little close to the little brim. Close. Uh, yeah. And then you're definitely not lifting that lid because you're afraid of like it's going to splash in your happen. face. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's one that, you know, you got to definitely want to be more aware of. And another one is, you know, getting a little heavy handed with, with spices. Um, you know, we've already established that slow cooking mellows out flavors over time. And that means if you, if you want a flavor to stay strong and carry through to the end, you need to add a little more of it than you might normally do. Uh, if you're cooking a dish with garlic, as Mm -hmm. you have expressed that you definitely do, um, put it, put in more at the beginning or throughout if you want it to taste garlicky at the end, right? So don't just like, kind of like dump it all in the beginning um, and and use what's on what's called for in the recipe, let's say. But like you said, like you do garlic and and then get it going, and then maybe more garlic to kind of make sure that that carries through at the end and doesn't cook down and and out too much. Yeah, and then, and then the other side of that. So it's it's one thing if I love like crushed red pepper, mm-hmm. dried pepper. So if you have any other dish and you just put it, sprinkle it over the top, you're going to get a little heat. I made the mistake of adding that in the beginning. Mm. And I, you know, I like my food spicy, but after eight hours of this dried red pepper in my chili, I, I burned my face. Was like it was way too why, much. Why are your eyes so watery? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just maybe add spices like that with a, you know, lighter touch or towards the end. Another thing that I love to do, which again, I just talked about how I really enjoy cooking chicken thighs, always brown your meat. A lot of people don't know that because, yeah, you could throw raw meat Mm -hmm. into the slow cooker and it cooks it fine as long as it cooks throughout. But if you have the time, browning it in a pan before just adds a little more texture flavor and it makes a big difference. So I always just kind of get the pan really hot, sear the sides of the chicken and then just throw it in and let it let it do its thing. I had tip to to my mom. Like I, I watched her do this all growing up, and I was mm-hmm. I was always baffled. I'm like, why are you even like doing that? It's like, like extra work, why extra step, extra work. Yeah. But it's like again, and also that that flavor. Like there's you know when you brown it and kind of get that crusty exterior. Yeah. That's one thing you can't get with a, with a slow cooker. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do that. You, you get that outside sear, and then get it in to get the, get it cooked through, and, and again kind of seal that moisture in. I don't know if it actually seals the moisture in, but at least you know 
mentally, I, I think Yeah, it does. and it's more of a, like just a texture. You right, get like, a like texture caramelization and, and, and flavors. Flavor. Like you get a different exactly. flavor profile there as well. So, so good job, Mom. You've been doing it right all of these years. And I have not really paid attention because I just throw the raw meat in the, in the slow cooker. And now you will, though. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> see, it's always right to, to listen to Mom, I guess. Always. And that's that's the, the ultimate lesson of this episode. Uh, and finally, look, we've said this before with other episodes. Um, and, it, and just because you're using a slow cooker and cooking like all day long in a, in a lot of cases, you still have to use a food thermometer or you, you still should use a food thermometer anyway. Uh, and this is, this is a food safety issue, especially when your recipe involves meat. Mm-hmm. If you're putting in, in, in raw meat, of course, or uncooked meat, uh, after all, larger chunks of meat will take longer than smaller chunks to cook. So yep. you want to be careful there. And the suggested cooking time may not end up being long enough, right? Especially yeah. because it's hard to kind of dial in on, on how hot it actually gets. It's in your slow cooker. Models will vary. How many times you peek and let that heat out? How many times you open out? the lid, I right? Know. And if you're yep. if you're if you're heavy on the <laughs> lid lift, then you want to be extra careful. Um, the only way to know for sure that your food is ready to eat is to use a food thermometer, and then that way you know, like if it's chicken, if it's pork, if it's if it's red meat, you know what the the proper temperature is going to be for 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 a healthy portion and a healthy serving, uh, or how you like it. And so you can check and be certain, and you don't have to worry about anything. You can focus on how delicious the meal is and how wonderful your home smells, right? So good. And yes. it's an easy thing to do. I mean, you use an infrared one that you don't have to like stick into chunks of meat. Like you can just- Oh, that's of, nice. I yeah. don't have one of those. I know yeah. I, need, I should get one. I, I have the old use, school yeah, one. I stick I it in. I have the old school ones. I've, I've, the one I use most often is a digital because you don't have to calibrate it. Oh, yeah. So you stick it in and you just turn it on and it's it's already calibrated. So it's Get kind you of, fancy pants. Yeah. And it's because I need a foolproof, <laughs> foolproof version, method, right? Yeah. I don't trust myself to calibrate <laughs> a food thermometer even. True. So digital, like, you know, that's, I wear digital watch only if I could. There you go. Well, there you have it. Few things will fill the room with delicious dinner scents and fill your bellies with warm, tender, delicious meals like the slow cooker. And hopefully these tips will help you really dial in your slow cooker skills even more so you can leverage this unsung kitchen hero all year long, not just in the in the cool months and, and fall where we are now. For even more of an insider scoop on the best foods to eat, no matter the situation, be sure to visit our website, eatthis.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at eatthisnotthat. And now you can even subscribe to our new Eat This Not That magazine. Just go to the subscribe button on our homepage to find out more. More importantly, let us know what food choices are on your mind. We'll tackle them here for you so you can be confident that you are making the right choice every time. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again. For a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me, John Hammond, Megan Murphy, and a bunch of experts and guests that will help you eat this, not that. 